Interesting. Looks like you're all invited back. How lovely. Come take a seat. I built a decent variety. Out uh, there. Not there. Nothing says there. But that one, yeah. That's all right. We left Jarlinov. Hmm. Uh, before that, I'm not sure if you've heard the news about Mr. Barker yet. There were uh, about a dozen or so minerals within the vicinity of Mr. Barker's broadcast. Now, the workout routine of geological structures is not something a man could really know too much about. My rocket world, if you listen, though, seems the uh, local rubble had taken a likeness to practicing jumping hurdles, and Mr. Barker, unfortunately, did not realize his circus was in the splash zone of the practice track. Or perhaps it is the nature of the wind that moved only the largest of the rocks there. Like a turned-down turnip blowing on the ground, the distant canopy protrudes a spotlight unseen in a typical jut of the earth. Even a bright blister so small can denote a shrine to civilization, especially when in the mist too long already. Officiation most alluring. You're right about that, Trish. Hope you don't mind the slightly altered nickname, seeing as your real one would be a bit too uncanny valley as, well, I'm talking to a senseless showpiece, show Pisces. Ugh, yours are much better. A fresh name hooked into Jarlin's tongue, part maiden, part ichthyolithic, sponsored by the illusory affinity towards the chimeric object to what would hopefully be merely a makeshift interlude in recovering at least one more delightful day together. Jarwin hardly reacted as what felt like a bumblebee bumped into his noggin. A fleeting larger-than-life moment Jarwin hadn't felt since youthful years before the burial of the bombini painted over the reflection of that reflex. Now, you know the saying. Everything is bigger in Cathexis. However, even the recollection this concussing critter suggested itself to be almost twice the size of a bouncing bumbler. Cruising ahead, the moon publicized the presence of a pale moth proceeding to the spotlit structure. Hey! Jarlin followed suit. You! Sathosaurus! And I mean literally. It's pretty darn strange and try to see such a dim silhouette yonder. Jarlin was able to recognize a simple gesture of hospitality, despite the welcoming wave being a clouded contour projected on the side of a glowing buttercream silken tent like a shadow puppet. Jarlin moved himself into the display window of the tent's opening sliver, grasping a glimpse of a flame dancing the night away in the confines of a rustic copper lantern set upon the silk-treated groundwork of the pavilion. There's the golden goose. You hankering for a supper? Yeah, please. Thank you. That would be real nice. Well, mosey on in already. Oh, the silk won't bite. Just kick your cloppers off first. Jarwin gently opens the tent and rests his shoes out in the cold while taking a step into the domain. Beside the lantern sits the innkeeper clad in a silk tunic aside a carved slab of cherry wood as a conveniently shiftable surface. Upon it rests a layered delicacy. All yours, sugar. Come, take a seat. Anywhere is gold, aside from on the supper, of course. (laughs) Jarwin descends upon the ground, folding into his cross-legged recliner. 
Is that honey on some sort of bread? Well, it's a placenta. I mean, we've seen those videos of people eating it, but it doesn't usually look so bread-like. Oh, bless your heart. It's just the common ancestor of what you call a cheesecake is all. Athenians liked fixing it with honey, and, well, it was well-received, considering we're still chattering about it. Even named the fetus's first supper after it. Uh, similar shape, I guess. Wouldn't be my first thought on what to name it. Well, I reckon it's best to doll up that old virus with the name of a sweet treat. Otherwise, we might all be laying eggs still. Although, maybe that wouldn't be half bad. Albeit folks would probably eat those too on occasion. Hmm. Anyhow, pardon the sermon. I'll let you add a slice of cake. Ah, it, it like has floors to it. It's a little sugar apartment building. Sharon, share a lack. Uh, you have a fork or? Oh, silly me. I forgot to pack them. Here, you can just use the cake cutter. Oh, it won't bat. It's rather dull, seeing as I use the thing for pretty much everything. Also, uh, thanks again. You're quite the welcome respite. Jarlin, by the way. That a rodent or something? <laughs> uh, a name, actually. Mine in particular. Invix. Or just Bix, if you ever need to shorten it in the arcade. Full as a tick, I take it? You, you sure you didn't want any? Oh, no worries, sugar. Oh, it's time for your beauty sleep. Over there is a silk you can use as a blanket. Forgive the lack of head cushion, but the ground here is as good as eight on the firm mattress scale. Much appreciated. It has been quite the long day. And night? Jarwin ducks himself in, conjuring the nostalgic impulse to contour a cocoon of the comforter. Truly the closest anyone can get to hugging oneself. Jarlin, oh, sorry to wake you as you just drifted off. I rested a pitcher on the plank. Oh, silly me, forgot to put water out with the meal. Jarlin slowly pries his eyes open, which was the extent of his range of motion he just discovered. Even the pupil had been anchored upwards by the spirit of a stargazer. No. I guess you're as good as gold. Your name is Charlin and you're looking for Triss. Uh, good. Your good. name is Charlin and you're That's looking for Triss. That's perfect for us. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's at his desk. He's just having a bit of a... Uh, shame. Is Tuesday? Tuesday work? We will have the reports while by Tuesday. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Oh, Thursday works better. Even better. I'm, I'll go check on him right now. Hey there, you having a staring contest with the wall there? Your name is, and you're looking for...